I'm Adam Hergenrother, and this is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. Today, my co-host, Hallie, and I are going to jump into a wonderful topic. First of all, anytime you, what, just the excitement there? (laughs) Well, anytime you have Jordan Peterson and Lex Freeman talking in a conversation, who are both two very unique individuals, right? I mean, highly intellectual and introspective and curious. and fans and non-fans. Yeah, they can be controversial sometimes, especially Jordan. You know what I like about most about listening to people that um, even like something like Sam Harris or, or different people that are, that kind of bring more controversy is I don't try to like, I'm not trying to buy into their belief because I'm very, when I'm listening to different things, even just podcasts in general, I don't really pay attention to the news unless it's like something that's more of like a, like a morning brew or something that's just kind of stating some of the things that are there. I, I be, I'm very careful not to buy into a belief that somebody is saying and like, am I buying into a belief or is this more of a knowing? And I think we got to be all careful when we're listening to anybody. I don't care who it is, whether it's me or you or anybody. It's, it's that you're not just believing what somebody's saying, but you're actually doing the self-inquiry work. Well, to, it's just being a critical thinker. Yeah, that's a good. That's, another, that's a great way of saying yeah, it too. Is to um, hear. It's a modern way of saying that, Holly. <laughs> I'm just like, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just I think we get we we listen to something and we're so quick to to want to believe something because it feels good to believe it mm-hmm. without really knowing it. And I think we can get caught in these traps because how many times in our lives have you believed something to only realize it's not true or to have your mind changed and you believe something else because you read one book or somebody says one thing or you read a quote or you go to a presenter or you listen to a podcast and somebody completely changes your belief about it or you actually go experience it and it changes your belief about it because now you have the knowing. Yeah, right. Yeah, I would the knowing thing is always an interesting one for me, but for, it's for me, it's more about just like being curious about what the person is saying and thinking about, well, that's interesting. What would be the alternative thought? I think you know, my, my always, my always kind of, um, uh, test for this is if somebody brings up a, a counter argument to it, like how defensive I get and wanting to defend my beliefs versus mm-hmm. wanting to, um, I guess, defend your beliefs, right? Like I, I feel like when I start to do that, I always catch myself and going, first of all, what's the point of arguing? Like you're never going to win somebody's point of view and they believe And the thing is, is I always, you always look at this from somebody's perspective. I actually get like this with my dad sometimes, which is just funny because I always tell him this and he doesn't like it when I do this, but he's, I'm always like, I understand that you believe that you're right. I'm not debating that because mm-hmm. you're velocity into which you're entering this conversation is showing me that you believe that you're right. And I think a lot of us get caught. But do you think saying that makes them feel dismissed or like you're patronizing them? It could. And you got to be careful about how you say it. Yeah. I don't, uh, that's not the point. My point is that like you're wanting me to debate you or argue with you so you can continue to defend your belief. And I'm not going to do that because there's no point in me doing that because I believe you believe you're right. And I'm not going to say, I believe, I believe I'm right. Cause it's just a belief. I'm just going to listen and be open to the conversation and I'll listen to open use. But you, when you increase the velocity or the tone or the language that you use in a conversation of trying to get me to buy into your belief is not going to work. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the framework of how I always put it in there. I mean, he gets caught in like, you know, um, conspiracy theories and different things. And which I <laughs> always find are fascinating and very, and very interesting. I remember talking to somebody about, but I think it depends on how, how you're sometimes perceiving it too. Like, is it a, is it a dialogue or is it a argument? Yes. I suppose. Well, I think or I'm, like somebody trying to say, this is the only way 
it can exist rather than more of like an intellectual conversation around this is an interesting theory and what do you think? Yeah, there's a new book called that called Status, uh, which is kind of interesting. And they talk about, um, man, I had a really good point, Hallie. Sorry. Why you were talking, like it was about it and I was going to there and I was actually trying to listen to you instead of not thinking about my mind. And, mm-hmm. I lost and then the look what happened. I so know, uh, clearly you should not be <laughs> so present. Exactly. Well, um, well, in this podcast, anyways, it's, it's a, I would, I would encourage you. So anyways, I just, I, 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 I preference that because I think we, we are constantly listening to things that are trying to build arguments for us almost subconsciously so that we can build like, Oh, I can't wait for this person to ask me this thing about vaccines, or I can't wait to ask this person about politics or about business. And let me, can't tell you how right I am. Well, I think we just have this kind of preconditioned kind of reflex where we want to be able to argue back with somebody. And I think that's the wrong approach to these things. And I think it's just, and the same thing with all of our teachings that we do here Mm -hmm. um, is all about, I don't, it's actually irrelevant whether you believe any of us or not, or me or not. It's really the whole point of doing this is to, to point back into you into self-inquiry, which is let me find out for the truth for myself, because that's the only way that you're the only one that's in there. I'm not in there with you. You're not in there. Your parents aren't, your partner's not, your kids aren't right. Nobody else is in there with you. So you need to have that self-inquiry and search for the knowing or the truth of the knowing. And once you do, then you can easily listen to other people's conversation. It doesn't mean you have to agree with them. And you're also, just, yeah. you can also toss around in your own head though, like your own beliefs. And sure, I have beliefs, right? I have them, but I'm very clear when they're a belief. I guess that's the point I'm trying to make in this is that. Right, which are based on your values, which are different than Well, really, mine. hold on. It, it, yes, actually, you're right. And I also think it's just based on the small data set that the experiences that I've had, right? So every second, since we've been doing this podcast for the last six minutes, right? There's probably been trillions of experiences that have happened. I don't know what the number is. It's so large, can't comprehend just on planet earth. Mm-hmm. But you and I have only had this one small fraction. It's not even, it's t- significantly um, insignificant, right? But we've had that experience. So we're going to base our beliefs based on this one fraction of experiences that we've had. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So those are just, those, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a natural process that goes on there. I think we just got to be very careful that we don't buy into anybody else's beliefs and we search for ourselves. And once that, once you, that it's called self-inquiry, you do that real self-inquiry in your teaching, you start bringing about that knowing and then you can, then you can start having like the wonderful conversations that you and I can have, or you can have with other people, which is like, Hey, I'm, I, I have this belief. Like, you know, what do you think about it? It's like, you're, you're tossing a thought out in the air for people to bat it around without you being attached to the belief and you can be open to different things. And I think that's one of the most powerful ways to actually have conversations or listen to conversations. So you don't get caught up in, in, into any of it, right? You don't, you're not, you're not putting your full energy into one belief or not. Well, I was going to just say, if you have the knowing yourself too, you don't care so much about somebody else contradicting your beliefs. You, you're totally open to having a conversation and like being curious and learning different things. But if you, I think if you really know something, yes, it doesn't really matter what anyone else. That's exactly right. And and when you really know, could potentially, I suppose, change. But I, I think there's certain things that if you really know, it doesn't really, they're not going to change. Well, like, you know what an apple tastes like. And like, that knowing what an apple tastes like isn't really going to change. Now, it could be a different type of apple or mm-hmm. it could be rotten, right? Or not ripe. Like, that's 
we understand that, but like there's still a knowing of those things. The my point in and what kind of you're saying too as well is that there's always a different layer. And the layer is like if you who you really are, right? Knowing who you are, right, is the most important kind of layer. Once you know who you are, then you just recognize the beliefs of what they are, which is just beliefs. There's something that your that your mind but generated. Always beliefs. I feel like I'm getting caught up in that word a little bit. Well, remember, beliefs are knowing two different things. Yeah, I just mean like, can it just be like a thought or sure, yeah. a what is a what is a belief though? Isn't it a thought? I guess so. Belief to me feels a little bit more of like I a thought is like I wonder if I should um, choose blue or green for this project. A, a belief is like blue is the best color, and I it needs to be blue because my I believe that blue is better. Yeah, it, it could be just be a more powerful thought, right? Yeah. It's another way of saying it. But yeah, you're you're right. Like a, a thoughts, your mind, you using your mind is completely different than your mind generating a belief based on its experiences that it's trying to get you to pay attention to. And that's how it starts to run most people's lives. Or you put an eye in there, it can ruin people's lives because what it starts to do is it starts to formulate its own beliefs without you paying attention. And then it starts searching for information to validate that belief. And then people get caught on that belief. That's why I was really going with that quote in the book status. They talk about how really good, well-informed people buy into these things and truly believe that they're act- They're not like that's the, they were talking about this in the, on the, in the book. It's like, they really believe that they're right. And like everything else is showing that they're wrong, but they've bought in so much to thinking that they're right, that it's, it's, it becomes almost like this status for them to have to believe, constantly believe. And they've now bought into the entire belief of their status of this, whatever position that they're taking in there. It's almost like so, a status thing, taking a position. So, right. So, I mean, that's just somebody who has a fixed mindset and isn't growth minded. Yeah. But it's just like, and so part of the, the conversation was how did well-informed, well-educated people get caught up into that? And it's, again, it's formulating this, you who is in there are paying so much attention to that, the belief that's generated in there that you've bought into your own belief. Right. I when mean, I say you, you're yeah. like, people do that, right? They, you, they, people use their own language and spirituality. It's the funniest thing. They go, I believe this. I believe there's subject object relationships you're buying into the belief so the 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 point of this is that you're in there you just be very careful that you're not buying into your beliefs just understand that you have beliefs and it's wonderful you should have them go ahead of course like that makes makes so does that mean there's no truth no the truth is different from a belief though a belief is still a a thought generated concept which doesn't actually have a tangible um yeah but if you have your beliefs i have my beliefs I'm okay with you having your beliefs about yeah, particular but it's, things. It's not a knowing though. Right. But then what, so if everyone can have their own opinions about certain things, of course they can. Is what's the other facts or is there just people's interpretation of the facts and yours are different than mine and there's no actual truth. Well, there's two different questions. Well, the knowing is different than interpreting facts. Like we could say two plus two is four and that may make sense for our language, but what it if, may name. What if I said, but my knowing is that it's three. Well, then I would let you have your knowing. <laughs> but you know what I mean? What I'm saying? Like, yeah. if a knowing is like. I, I think a, a knowing isn't um, something that's necessarily created with the human mind. I think the knowing is way deeper than the mind. And that's the only point that I'm saying. When you have a knowing, you've had the true experience of something. Like, it's just, now you can, whatever numbers or words you're going to use, and people could debate the words and whether or not that's accurate or not accurate, that's still generated from the mind. The knowing is deeper than all of that, which is the knowing is a knowing. Mm-hmm. It's like the knowing who you are, like you can't use words to describe knowing. Now you can do really good jobs. That's why spirituality in the, in the 
in the, in the sense that people use, use them or can be very difficult for people to grasp because words can't actually point you there. If you're concentrating on the word, you're missing the knowing because you are the one in there looking at the word instead of looking around and turning back on you for that self inquiry, which is a reverse from looking at the mind and looking back at you. That becomes the knowings position. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. All right. So we, we had, um, we're going to talk about this where it says, um, why don't you read it? Well, I was going to say it went back to the whole, yeah. when we started talking about Lex Friedman yeah. and Jordan Peterson, I, I think Lex Friedman, I think is fascinating because he is always just so curious and, and I've listened and you have to listen to a bunch of his podcasts. I'm not sure if in any of them, I hear him be so convicted of like a particular no, belief. I don't, I don't, it's yeah. always very always very open to discussion and dialogue and under like learning from another person's perspective and having whatever his own truth was be challenged and perhaps form a different opinion, all of which I very much appreciate. Like that's the kind of discussions I enjoy. And I also like when people are discussing it in general, when they say, this is my belief or opinion, this isn't a fact. I remember Peter Atiyah Atiyah did this a lot on his podcast where he would, when they would say, Oh, let me just pause everybody and, and let everybody know this is, this isn't like scientific proof. This is, beliefs and opinions. And I, Cause I think it's really important for people. I think when, when people, especially when they have larger audiences, make sure that they separate that too. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, w- it was a very long podcast episode. It was like three hours, three hours. <laughs> long, yes. but there was one particular topic they started going talking about. And Jordan Peterson was starting to talk about understanding, at least it was my interpretation of remembering what he said, understanding what your destiny is. He said like your destiny can be, um, talking about the destiny and asking yourself a question like and trying to figure out like well what is my purpose what is my destiny if you ask yourself well what bothers you the most that that could potentially point you in the right direction to solving the challenge of well what's my purpose well what's really bothering me what really gets to me and then focusing your time and attention there on solving it because you you what bothers me is unique what bothers you is unique and that would then give us a unique purpose to go solve and contribute to the world well, then you brought in because we use the Michael Singer quote a lot, which is, I think is a lot of people, um, uh, including Oprah said in many different episodes she's done with Michael since the, his book came out a couple months ago, basically saying that her favorite line in the entire book is that the moment in front of you is not bothering you. You're bothering yourself about the moment. Yeah. But I also think it's two different. Yes, it is things. two different things. Yeah. Like the first one, Jordan Peterson's whole point is like, it's an, in, it's, I think it's a, you might say, well, you would just, you'll just know when you know what problem to solve. And I would say it's a great question to ask yourself to be, do self inquiry to then figure out because I, maybe I don't feel like I know, but that might start pointing me in the right direction to knowing what problem to solve. Well, I think, um, just for clarification, I don't think it's at any point wrong to ask yourself really big questions. My home, which okay, is yeah. there's no, nothing that, wrong yeah. with that at all. Like I think people should ask self inquiry is actually you asking the mind to help with solving some things that you've planted in there. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the challenge that I have is when people, when the mind generates its own language and like patterns that you need to go after that aren't really real, they're just based on its own small 
insignificant, tiny set of experiences that you've had in your life. They're not insignificant to you, but they're insignificant to you knowing what the, what, what life is, right? Like, so there's, and, and so the same thing that comes in, cause it's only based on that short experience that it's had, which is only grabbing a, such a small set of experiences that you've had. Even if you live 50, 60 years old, it's, it's insignificant. It's, it'd be like reading one word in a trillion dollar or trillion dollar trillion page book. And you'd be like, I know what life is. Right. And you're like, no, you've read one word. Right. You don't even actually know what it even means. So in this case, um, I think that when, uh, so anyways, I just want to point that out. Like you you can use your mind. That self inquiry is exactly what you do. You ask those bigger questions saying, how do I have a bigger impact? Those are wonderful questions you should be asking. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and I just wanted to wrap it into the Michael Singer thing. It's not the, it's not, there's no problem asking the question and even figuring out what the answer is. He's saying just don't get worked up or attached. Exactly. Emotionally involved with the question almost. Yeah. So it's, it's the, so there's two different layers there. The layer he's yes. talking about is like, if something's bothering you, you right. can't, when you ask the mind, it's going to be a bothered mind being asked. And so therefore. Possibly, but maybe not. Why does it if, have to be? If you're bothered, so I'm, I'm just going on the okay. pretext that like you're, you're now disturbed. And remember, disturbance can be a need, a psychological need. It could be a desire. It could be something that you really want. That is still a level of suffering or, or desire. Like that's, that is a level of suffering. At that level, any lust or desire or greed or anything, like it's a greed, of course, you're going to say that. But like any desire that somebody has, if you're, if you're operating from that emotion, you're operating through that emotion. So by, by definition, if you're being bothered by an emotion until you can separate yourself far enough where you're no longer being bothered by it, then you can make the decision. Well, let's just do and that's, and that's why we, we says like, if the moment is bothering you, you right. can't make the highest decision that you can. Right. Yes. And I'm thinking again, just back to the Jordan Peterson question. It's not like you're sitting around being bothered exactly. constantly. Yes. Like, no, you it's, know, it's a, you're, you're stopping and thinking yes. consciously about Clearly. what really gets to me. Yeah. Um, so can, let's just use an example. If you were to, if I'm asking you that question, what bothers you the most? Well, this is what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know. But what's your answer? What really bothers you? Like at your well, human core? suffering. Okay, sure. Okay, great. So, but right now you're not bothered about that. No. Right. You can think clearly yes, think that's exactly right. that what's, bo- what's bothering you. Okay. Human suffering. And then you can go and say, okay, well, what can I do? What difference can I make on that particular yes. issue? Yes. And you, how you can bring it into the, and then and you're I, not bothering yourself about it. No. Like Michael Singer said, no, like, but then you can, you can bring it into your work. You can bring it in your personal life, but I can also not bring it in them. Like you can, you can, you know, there's different roles that you're playing all the time, right? Sometimes I'm a CEO. Sometimes I'm a father. Sometimes I'm just a friend. Sometimes I'm not right. And so you just know, like a lot of times when I'm, I'm biking with groups of friends, like I don't get into a whole like massive debate about the mind. Cause we're just having a different level of conversation, right? It's just going to do it. However, then we'll stop sometimes and be like, so tell me about your TM. Then we get into it. So it almost like plays in different levels. Um, I think, the, uh, when you can ask yourself that question, when you're very clear, I think the, the answer becomes clearer for you, which then becomes more of a knowing than it does an actual mind generated thought that you're now paying attention to and go ruin your life, which is how most people actually operate. And I think you got to be really careful though, because you can be like, like you can see activists who are so fueled with anger that they think they're, if you were to ask them, their purpose is to go out there and stop global warming. Right. Okay. That's a wonderful, right. But you're doing it like you're, you have venom. You're, you think everyone's bad on the other side. You're attacking mm-hmm. capitalism. I'm just making things up now, but you get my point, right? You start using that 
what my purpose was to, to stop this because I'm all bothered by it now. And now I'm, I'm going after this convinced to myself that I'm doing the right thing, which maybe the direction is a, is a one thing to, to work on the environment and any of those topics that are showing up there, whether it's oceanic to, um, to, to the, to the galaxies, right. You're working on space stations, like any of those type of things that are in there. However, you don't get bothered by it and start reacting and saying people who drive Hummers, we should blow them up. Right. Or people who drive gasoline cars, I can't believe you're not driving around looking and saying like, Hey, I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. It's not, you're not bothering yourself by what you're doing. Right. And so I think what, when, when Jordan's kind of really reflecting on there was basically like, where, where is there something that if you're very clear, like you're sitting and you're settled and there's nothing disturbed going on to the level that you can get to yourself to then like, what do you want to tackle? And I guess I would still even go back and, and say, it's a wonderful question you should ask. I would go and say, the other thing you could always do is go, I'm going to wake up today and I want to feel fullness. I want to see, I want to feel peace. And then where does that take me? And then it becomes, I think it's almost saying the same thing that it just becomes a knowing in the direction that you're going with. And I, the analogy that I'll use, cause I, I think I lost you for a second. You didn't lose me. I just don't necessarily agree. Sure. Like the analogy that I was used though, is like when you're, if you're skiing in the woods and you start thinking about other things or, or thinking about every mechanic that you have to do while you're skiing, you will likely fall off course or crash or have to stop or something along those lines. When you become in that flow state where it's just you're operating and you're reacting in the present moment, that's when people get into it. That's why athletes spend their lives trying to get in this flow state or actors or writers or presenters. They try to get in this flow state. Mm-hmm. So again, like there's, there's, you can be, when you're in that moment, you're actually interacting directly with consciousness or the, the source of where everything's come from. Cause whether you're, regardless, we came from somewhere. So there's a source of something that created us. Right. So that, right. so you're, you're saying you're acting in that way, you might just naturally start, um, well, your why activities do, will start going towards solving human suffering. So exa- you don't so need to stop and think I need to solve human suffering. When there is a tsunami that comes, why do animals naturally find themselves on higher ground? Right. So they, they don't think about it and go, Hmm, I want the, the, the water is now starting to recede. Right. And like they, yes. they just naturally find themselves wandering uphill because there's a, there's a, there's, they're actually, but a lot yeah, of animals, animals are a lot closer to consciousness than humans are. Yes. And but, the only reason but, why they are is because of their, they, they, we have the ability to be closer, but our minds have gotten the way of preventing us from that direct interaction. But animals with aren't trying to serve anybody but themselves. And mm. I think that's a, I think and, I would and, debate that. Okay, right, sure. And maybe I would too. It serve themselves in their little family. That they're, they're, or, they're, 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 or their tribe or, or their, their group. Sure, right? Yes. But and that's where humans are different. I think that a lot of times we can use animals in some of the natural analogies, but humans are different. And they... Yes, we have the ability to process and think. Correct. And so well, many of us are not just concerned about like our little families and our general communities. Like well, maybe we have the capacity <laughs> to do so much more and... Yeah, sure. Animals are going to go uphill, but you know what? Some of the, if it was a human situation, they may, a human might be like, yep, I can take myself and my, my family and run, or I'm going to stay and help the thousands of people who are here who need help. Yeah. I don't think it's about not helping. Well, I, I know, but you're just like, sure. I might naturally go. Yeah. My instinct might be to run away. Well, but that, I have well, a mind that well, tells me to stay. And that's why most humans die in tsunamis. 
It's Trump serious. That's okay. why, that's why they do. You get what I'm saying. Kind of. I get what you're saying. I just, yeah. I think there's, I think when most people decide to stay is because they, there's this, there's a knowing that they should probably be moving. Yes. And they overrided it with their mind. Yes. For the detriment of their life. And that's for the, their life. But maybe in the, on the way they helped 20 people die too because they're all down there and they all no there's some people who some people who yeah the people that move away like i get it from the tsunami but anyways i get i get what you're saying the the there's not a a right or wrong and i think everyone works at the level they're working at i think the thing that you the 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 clearer you are about knowing who you really are and i don't mean the roles or the physical body or the resemblance that you have of, of a human form i don't mean any of that the more you are the more you into that the more it becomes clear on what needs to do and what needs to happen. And, and it stops being a, a mind. That's what the only difference is. is that it can't be a mind generated activity. That Why? is, unless you're using the mind, if the mind just generates, it's only doing it based on its own data. And it's actually getting you to pay attention to it versus you using the mind. It would be like all of a sudden the car starting to drive itself and it's like, come get in with me. And you're like, I don't know where it's going. Me either, but I'm going to get in the car. Can I, let me use like a real example. The car driving <laughs> itself yeah. is not a real example. No, well, it could be. But let me, um, this is a little bit off topic from the podcast that we were referencing. But so, for example, I was talking to you this morning about how I, you know, came to the office and I, probably in the past hour had like multiple ideas about staffing and companies and time allocation and resource allocation and all of this stuff. Where did that come from? Consciousness, because you're very clear, not disturbed. It doesn't mean you can't have insights. And are you saying because I didn't say, okay, time to sit down and think about how to reorganize the company. Yeah. You're just letting it do. flow. It just, it just yes. I was driving, listening to an audio book and all of a sudden it was like, Pow. yes, insights are wonderful. Like those, those, those insights that people get are, are you just, they're powerful. It, so that's a similar type of experience that would happen when I'm like, I just, I need to go serve over here or I need to go contribute over here or I need to stop doing everything externally and just focus yeah, on like myself you're walking down the street and you see the litter and you pick it up and then yeah. you just and you do it and then you Listen, I'm so in my head all the time but like, then, this is like but so then, new to me yeah but then the thing is you pick up the litter and then you're, you're not picking it up going how dare people litter or how do this stuff or like yeah. I need to pick up every single piece of litter or I'm not going to pick up anymore you just pick it up yeah. and then throw it in there you have you have an insight it's great it's an insight let's take note of it let's talk about it but you weren't it's not that the mind goes, oh, okay. The, the biggest difference is the mind's going, you need to go get passionate about this because that's a, you'll feel really good if you go get passionate about this. I didn't feel that way when I, when Jordan asked or posed no, that No, and question. I actually, I think he's, I think he's saying it that way. I'm just, we're trying to just debate it for people to listening yeah. where they understand that Because I really resonated with what he said because totally. I think about my life and I think I have no real purpose. I'm not particularly drawn to one thing or another and I have no great purpose in my life. So when he asked but can't that, that be your purpose? By having no purpose? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't feel but, very fulfilling. Well, what you're, well, no, the reason is because is you're looking for something very tangible that becomes your purpose, which those things are just goals and they have no purpose. So most people get caught up in the goal as their purpose and that's goals have a beginning I, and an end. I, no, I get that. I don't feel like I'm looking for a goal. I don't f- at all. I feel like some people just know what they're meant to do on earth while they're here. Well, I think that, um, 
Yes. And so for me, that question was like, oh, hmm, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah, it's an orientation point. Yeah. And it's a kind of a jumping off start. I think it's a great place to start, right? And orient yourself towards that way. Just be careful that you don't get caught up in going, okay. Right, get a little ego and emotion around it. Now you're bothering yourself about, I've got a new direction or a goal or something to go tackle in this life. Because all you've done is just, you're kind of in this place of clarity and you're going, I don't really know what it is, but like, okay, now I'm going to ask the question, what is bothering me? Oh, you know what? That does bother me. And it's like coming from the mind being, let me tell you what's bothering you versus it coming in as a natural insight. Like you gave the example earlier, you weren't thinking about, okay, what is really bothering me? You know what? You know, um, that really bothers me. Like I didn't come around thinking it was really my own self therapy is how I got in this because it was like, for me, I wanted to answer the whole question about like, who am I? Why am I even here? What is this whole thing called purpose? And this whole external. Yeah. But so you asked yourself the question too. Well, it was more like when I got to a point, but I didn't ask it in a way, let me finish the sentence. Like when I asked it, when I, when I got to that point, I started doing an inward journey for the whole thing. I wasn't doing it as like, okay, I'm going to go help the world. I'm going to go show everybody what I'm doing. It was really for me. And it's like, and then that just spreads to everybody else or people that are around you. And I think that's the same thing. Like, I think people naturally will go out there and say, well, let me go help this individual. Like they don't, they just, they don't make it up and going, I really need to go help this particular person group of people or this person, or they might, they might have that, but like, they're not doing it, bothering themselves about it. And if it, they, they're not, they're not wrapping their identity up in that either, because mm-hmm. I think people get very careful. Well, a with, lot of people do. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's, and yeah. then, then they just, it doesn't matter if it's like, then they're still suffering. If you're buying a bunch of things or you go and you give away all of your belongings, like it's still the suffering. It's still, you're still operating from a disturbed place potentially. Yes. And then yes. the only you are going to know the knowing of it. That's the, yeah. where the knowing lies in the middle between that knowing is like, I'm not disturbed and you can't, nobody can ever tell you what that is because you, right. I'm not in there. Right. Neither From the you. outside looking in, people could construe my actions, your actions as egotistical or self-serving or, well, I think or not or selfless, but I, nobody ever really knows. I, be- yeah. I think the biggest challenge becomes when people go like, when they, people ask the question, like, what do you want in life? And like people go, like they go to their mind, they instantly, you just, when a minute I ask that question for all listeners listening, when I say, what do you want in your life? You instantly almost look up, like you almost like you're looking up to your mind or looking down at your mind and going, what do I want mind? And then the mind's searching for all its data to go, what turned you on? What turned, you know, what, what, what are you trying to keep away? And then people come up with an idea and they go, I've got it. Versus the, the kind of like this, this deeper insight, calling, whatever word you want to use starts to come up and you're going, well, that seems to be bothering me over here. And that's why I was giving the example for me, it started bothering me while I was suffering when I was achieving in the world. And so like, as it started bothering me more, I'm like, I need to look into this more. And then you use your mind to build systems and podcasts and writing and reading. So you have more content and all those different things that you're doing with it. But it was more of like a, it was more of like a self-therapy where I really wanted to answer that question for myself because of the situation I was going, I didn't wake up and go, I know what my purpose is to go do this. It was more of like, man, this is just feels really odd and it feels off and I don't really know why. And the mind wasn't creating it. It was just more of like this, this doesn't, this isn't working. Right. And it wasn't the mind saying that it was just me literally getting clarity of going this whole chasing things externally doesn't work. And so you let your curiosity and kind of, I just kind of stepped back and you kind of go, okay, I mean, that's, isn't that what like a midlife, midlife crisis is anyways, like midlife crisis, you go, I've lived like half my life essentially approximately. Right. 
the kind of what I've been doing didn't really fulfill me the way I had imagined it would. I'm not saying the case for everybody, but generally I think that's what people do. Even people that have achieved a lot of things, even more so people that have achieved a lot of things. Right. And so you kind of wake up and you go, well, no. And so then they go out there and they go to their mind and go, what am I supposed to be doing? And it goes, go buy a Harley or go do this. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I just want to be people be careful of. They don't get caught up in that when they ask that question, it's more of a self inquiry and sit with it. Right. Like, okay, what does bother me? What's been coming up that's showing me there? I think it's a wonderful question to ask. Questions are beautiful. Just don't allow the mind to then formulate a new thing that you have to go after just so that you feel like once I go after that, then it's going to be good. Or if I solve that, it's going to be good. Um, When you were just talking about kind of you just were like kind of getting curious and like, why? Why is this bothering me? And that's kind of like what started leading you down all these different paths and questions and whatever which again, just goes to show how important questions are Mm -hmm. that you were asking yourself, but it kind of led you to all the various things that you have done. It reminded me of the, I think it was the most recent, no, it was a Tim Ferriss podcast with the founder or co-founder of Morning Brew, Alex Lieberman. They were kind of just talking about Tim Ferriss's journey and all of that. And he also, another good example, was just led by his own natural curiosity to like figure out whether it was a business thing or figure out his own um, battle with depression yeah. and me- or mental health issues or exercise or fitness and look at the, what he built. Yes. Just literally exploring things for himself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly, exactly right. And then on the other side, you have someone like Eckhart Tolle who like was had this knowing that he talks about for writing the power of now, right? He actually talks even more in debt about it, but he had this absolute burning calling for moving from the kingdom to um, the East coast of North America. And he, I think he went to British Columbia is where I think he went to California and then he went to British Columbia. And that's where the inspiration came in for writing. And he said it was an insight or just like this, he just packed up and moved over there. And he said he waited like a year before he did it. And they just kept growing and growing, growing stronger. And he finally, he went out and did that. And then the, this insight kind of go in there, but it was, again, it was never like his mind saying, Oh, you need to, if you go live in California, the world's going to be great. I'm, I'm, I'm being a little facetious, but you get my point, yeah, right? Yeah. It's not like you're not buying into the concept that the thing that you're doing is going to turn you on more. It's more of like this engine that started and now it's driving you in a different direction. And if you don't start going with it, that's what I mean by the more knowing you are, the more clear you are of who you are and the more close you are to that, there's a natural engine that's guiding you. Well, is it just paying attention. Yeah. And it's not, but it's not it. mind attention. It's like, no, it, it's no, like no. an insight that comes in or a knowing, I don't know whether that's why it's so hard to talk about this. Cause everyone has a different definition of what these things mean yeah. based on their experiences in their life. And some people are so in tune with whatever, yeah. whatever you want to call it, but that part of themselves. Totally. And some people like me, it's over like a year, I'm peeling back like a tiny, tiny little layer. Oh, well, you're peeling back and more then, than that. And but. then the next year, maybe a little bit more, yeah. but but I think yeah. he, he wrote the book and he was like, I, I wrote the book and he's like, I wasn't sure if one or two Remember, he, he was not known at all. He was on a park bench for three years. Like, so he wrote this book and then just, and, and then people started coming and talking to him in groups of like two or three. Mm-hmm. And then there were groups of 10. And then for years it went on like that. So you, people forget about that. Like it was like, then it was 12 people and then it was 15. And then he said, all of a sudden it went when, when the power of now really started kind of kicking off, cause it was out for a couple of years before it took off. People well, don't realize that. Singer, singer, that's singer. That's, How many people went to the temple in the beginning? Yeah. yeah well, yeah, he's still, I think he's Probably always had 40 to 60 people at oh. his temple since the seventies. But now yes, you're right. He's got a lot more people that are yeah. there, but I mean, then, then when Oprah took off, of course now, you know, Eckhart is now world known and, and he travels around doing those different things again. It, so it wasn't starting off going like, I need to go 
solve the world problems. It was more of like, I have this knowing, this insight to go do this action and that action leads to something bigger. Well, and actually I think Michael Singer is such a great example too, because he didn't, it wasn't, I'm going to go build this temple. It was, I think I'm I'm going to go buy this piece of land and go live there. Actually, his entire thing was he wanted to go get away from everybody. Yeah, I know. He wanted to literally go get away. And then people started showing up and building houses on his property. And yeah. he just, and the, the entire time the mind was like, these people can't do it. And he just like, he's again, he surrendered to it. And mm-hmm. now, you know, he ended up building a billion dollar organization. And it's so funny because he just, he never even talks about business at all. But, yeah. um, but yeah, so that's the kind of the knowing insights versus it's just, it's such a, and people need to listen to this and, and, and pay attention to this. And I say, pay attention, you in there are paying attention to these little things and you'll start to get these glimpses of what they actually feel to know. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, when you're trying to explain knowing to somebody, they're going to argue with you forever because they just can't understand it because they just don't know it until all of a sudden when somebody goes through their own maturity, they wake up one day and they come back to you and they go, I get what you're saying. But, but I also do think that there are some, sometimes we can, where they have n- a knowing at some th- level in their life. Of course. So if you kind of guide them to of that and course. say, remember that time when yes. this happened or even the apple or the orange analogy, things like that, they're like, oh yeah, I do know what that feels like. And so it's easier to pay yes, attention to it absolutely. in the future. Yeah. And the, the hardest insights are the ones that are in a physical knowing. Like, okay, so you know what it feels oh, like to right. get punched, right? You know what yeah. it feels like to eat something, right? And I'm not, so there's, those are, you can tangibly kind of put those things into place for knowing. It's the other insights that are, that are trickier. Yes. Because there's not a, a, we put so much emphasis on the physical reality of this world, which is only 100% of it. The world is 200%, right? There's 100% physicality. Yes. And I get it. You have all these things and you should do all of them. You should have identities and roles and build businesses and not build businesses. It's almost irrelevant. And then you've got this the whole other side that's the inner world, which our, the, our Western society is just now starting to really come in line, paying away more attention to that, mm-hmm. right? Everything is starting to catch up to that whole thing. But man, they've been talking about this for 2000 years, right? In different religions and different philosophies, for a long period of time. And that's, that's where these knowings come in. And, and, and it's like, it's literally like in the pyramids way 2000 years ago, they would know thyself. That's literally was like the ultimate bread come like on the, on the pyramid. And you walk into the whole thing, right? What are you laughing at? Oh, I have no idea what word you just said. <laughs> know thyself. No, what you said after that. Oh, I don't know either. But like, it's like, that's literally like, that was the ultimate, oh, the ultimate breadcrumb. Oh, that's what you said. Yes. How did you not pay attention to that? I, <laughs> I kind of figured that's what you said. The, the ultimate breadcrumb yeah. was that whole inscription. That's why they spent so much time and energy. And the, the one, I mean, think about these people, right? They, they came up and they said that we have a couple spaces for words and they wrote, know thyself. Mm-hmm. And that was the whole point. And when you walk in there, before you walk in there, you better know thyself. And when you know. But weren't the pyramid, what are the pyramids built for? Weren't they? Um, well, there's a whole bunch of different. I know. Reasons. Weren't there, uh, weren't they um, tombs? Isn't that what some, the of were. Yeah. some of them were, yeah. But it's like the like know thyself. It so then, like, can you only know thyself when when you die? No, I did ask you, you that did, question. You did. It wasn't. It was, it was. We'll get to that. You never answered that but question, by the way. That. But like the knowing thyself, that's all that really, and it's been used for in, in different literature yeah. throughout it. In the Bhagavad Gita, I think it's even used in the Bible um, a bunch of times. Like, but know thyself is the knowing, and once you know thyself, everything else becomes clear. And when you say it to somebody, they go, "That doesn't make any freaking sense to me at all." Like, I don't get it. Like, I, and I, I, I'm like, I to- totally. And if you had told me the same thing 10 years ago, I'd have been like, no, I'm going to go listen to my mind. I know what it wants. I know what it's going to go after. And I'm going to go after those things. Once you start peeling that back faster and you start knowing thyself with a greater intensity, it starts to become very clear. 
And then you just go live your life and it looks the exact same. That's the funny thing. Like you literally are going out there living the exact same life, essentially, yet you're just living it, operating it from a completely different part of you. And that's why we've said for years that spirituality is about changing what you're doing. It's about changing the part of you that's actually doing it. And so knowing thyself becomes a different part of you interacting in a chief of staff role or interacting with you in whatever roles that you're playing, mother, parents, you just interacting with it differently. But to an outsider, you go, well, the person's kind of the same, but they feel different, but it's still interacting. So that's, that's knowing thyself. And that's that kind of, so when you ask that, these self inquiry questions about what's kind of bothering me, I think you can use this framework as a way of like, ask it, but don't just you know, journal about it. Let it sit in there. See where it shows up. See where the insights and, and pay attention to whether or not they're a mind generated insight. That's all I want. If you get anything from this podcast is pay attention to that. Like, was this a mind generated thought or was this more of an insight? And I think most people understand like the aha moment. That's a great knowledge or a great kind of experience. Cause when I say you had an aha moment, you go, I, yeah, I know what an aha moment is kind of, but honestly, when you say that it's also makes me feel like, okay, like when we're in training classes and we often, yeah. when we ask the audience um, or the, the students, what were your ahas? I, d- I don't think a lot of them are like the, I'm going to go move the mountains because I just had no, this amazing. It's a amazing. different lever. Le- I'm sorry. A different yes, level they're of like, knowing. Oh, I figured out. I actually need to go make this higher. It's a, but it's a different level of knowing. Okay. And so aha moments are not one and all. You have aha moments constantly every day of your life if you start peeling that back and they become deeper and clearer and clearer. And clearer. Right, because I literally that, just judged never those ends. aha moments and that was yes. like not my intention, but yes. I just judged. But to somebody that goes to make a higher, that wasn't aha moment because they gained clarity. Yes. And okay. that's, that's all that means is and aha moments continue in spirituality and business forever, like or your whole life. Right. And right. there isn't really like a level to level to them. It's well, just, just, and just, just are what they are. And just go back to think about like when you were 13 or 14 years old, you thought you knew everything. If somebody asked you at that time, you literally knew the truth about life. I wasn't that. Well, I'm just saying I wasn't that confident or secure. Majority of people. Not as would, much as would, you apparently would, at 13. Well, well, I was wrong. But like, <laughs> I think like, I think we all like, at least for me in the group that I grew up with, like you knew what it was. You knew what life was about. Like, okay. don't tell me what to do. Right. <laughs> and then you realize the older you get, like, you'd know nothing. Yeah. Yeah, no. In that way. And that's, that's that kind of, you know, nothing from the, from that standpoint, but you know, everything once you actually peel it back. So that's why that leave that breadcrumb of know thyself. Hey, if you like this episode of business meets spirituality, make sure to subscribe to this podcast before you go. So you don't miss future episodes or visit our website, adamhergenrother.com. That's H E R G E N R O T H E R to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget, never give up on joy.